This is a Sound Rebel podcast. Discover more of our shows at soundrebel.co.uk. What's happening, guys? It's me again. We are back. Another episode of Give Me Some Good News podcast, which is all about positivity, you know, keeping you in a good mood in these um, interesting times. I'm your host, stand-up comedian, Nathan Caton. As ever, I'm joined, you know how I'm joined by the man of many talents, Mr. Rich Wolf and then what's going on? Yes, mate. Very good. I like how you describe the times we're living in as interesting times. It's a very <laughs> understated way of yeah, no, describing things. I, I sound like, a, like, like an estate agent. It's, it's an interesting area. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, mate, I'm, um, I'm very good. Um, much like you. Been the gym. Had a haircut. I'm feeling more human all of a sudden. It's, it feels good. Yeah. Well I, say, well, I say it feels good. I did hit class on Monday for the first time in like six months. I did not feel... I mean, it felt good, but in a perverted way. Like, I felt awful, but I was like, <laughs> but I like this feeling, though. You know what I mean? <laughs> Actually, a little masochist, aren't you? We always knew that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's just, yeah do, doing doing normal stuff again, you know? Going to the barbers, getting the trim. I know. Went to the pub. The pub. Sat in a beer garden overlooking the River Thames. It was absolutely glorious. The good the good days are returning. Hopefully. Hopefully. But uh, but yeah. with that being said, I mean, it's kind of bittersweet for us because the world is opening up, which means, you know, normal mm. times should be resuming soon, hopefully. But um, that means this, this podcast is, um, well, this episode is it's the, it's the last one, isn't it? Yeah, we've become irrelevant. It's like when it's like when Superman's beating all the supervillains. Like, yeah. he just sits at home with nothing to do. Yeah. That's, we go back to our regular lives now. He's gone back to being Clark Kent and, you know, we've gone back to just being... Radio DJs and and stand-up comedians rather than podcast superstars. Yeah, well, I, I, I wouldn't put myself in the same category as like Clark Kent or Superman. <laughs> I, I go back to just playing PlayStation and going on inappropriate websites. But anyway, uh, nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, with the world opening up, you know, um, things going kind of going back to normal. Our good news. I mean, we still want you guys, people listening, you know, to to be in, in good spirits, you know, to have that positivity. And uh, I guess, well, I guess. If things go to shit again, we will be back to help keep you guys in good spirits. But we're not hoping, <laughs> in a weird way, we're not hoping to be back. If that makes sense, <laughs> yes, it's an odd way to describe <laughs> it. We've done, we've done our bit. We've done our bit. Yeah, and, and I, I yeah. hope we've, we've helped you throughout this last. Like, how long? A year? Bloody hell! Time goes fast when you're yeah, in a pandemic. Um, Tell me about it. <laughs> but um, but we got a top guest as our final. Oh guessed. hell yeah, hell yeah, man! Um, this comedian is one one of the best in the business. Uh, you'd have seen her on TV, heard on on radio. If you go to the clubs, you see her smashing the crap out of gigs. This is Get It On. Uh, hello, Zoe Lyons. How's it going? Hello, hello, my friends. I'm good. I'm good, thank you. And I am enjoying the sort of um, the prospect of slightly lighter times ahead. Although, uh, you know, I'm sorry about the uh, the demise of your podcast. D- damn vaccines. Um, <laughs> <laughs> how are you doing? How's, how's life treating you? Life is all right. It's OK. I mean, I, listen, where are we now? April. I won't lie. December, January and February. Tricky. Tricky okay. times. Okay. Tricky, tricky times, weren't they? I mean... In January, I think the average day in January lasted about a year. It just, 
it was just a long, hard, cold winter, wasn't it? Yeah. And I don't know about you, but every 30 seconds, my brain went, let's do something, we can't do something. Let's do something, we can't do something. Let's do something, we can't do something. So it's exhausting. So now now at least the sun is coming out. We can have a beer outside. I too, like Richard, had a beer outside the other day. It was about six degrees, but we sat there and had our beers and it was very lovely. Really nice. That's what I love about the British British people who are like... <laughs> We'd sit out if it, if it was an ice storm. We'd we'd have our beer. So <laughs> yeah. So things are looking up. Things are looking up. Indeed, man. Indeed. Um, have you been doing like lots of uh, the, the online gigs and stuff? I've been doing a few, but you know what it's like, Nathan. It's a bit weird, isn't it? And I find mm. if you do too many of them, it just feels a bit strange. I did um, I did a corporate a few months ago that went so badly. Right? It was so just. <laughs> Died on my ass in my own home. If <laughs> <laughs> you, you want to die somewhere though, that's the best place to die. But, but yeah. the, just thing go is, to bed. the thing is, if you die in a venue, you can you can you can sort of leave the venue, get in your car, and put some distance between you and the venue. Do you know oh, what I mean? Yeah. When you die in your own home at a gig, <laughs> so I've been doing one or two, and I'm glad I have to keep my hand in. Um, but it's going to be really nice to get back on stage properly, isn't it? Yeah, I've got. Good, I, sh- sh- good I was going to say, surely, like corporate Zoom gigs are just like Zoom meetings for these people who are on them. And that's all they've known for the past like year or something like that. Yeah, Mm. yeah. Yeah. And initially when we started doing them as well, people hadn't quite cottoned on that if you turn on your cameras or turn on your mics and it's a bit more interactive. So for the first few that I did, it was just literally me talking at my computer. Not not even knowing if anybody was there. And then there was part of my brain that went, I could just, I could just, Turn this off, couldn't I? I could see it. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, we'll all come out with this better people, I'm sure. Thanks, thanks for coming on um, on the podcast. Um, you're here to you know, share some good news with us, so let's get into it. Um, what is, uh, what's your first story that you want to share with us? Well, I've got two for you. I hope that's oh, enough. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. what, but they're both, but they're connected. They're okay. sort of connected. And they're a bit weird. Um, but I thought they were good news stories because they're sort of connected to time and uh, I know, like I said, I just said that, you know, December, January, February felt like it went on for a millennia. But the first good news story is about a woman in Yorkshire who found what they think is the oldest footprint of a dinosaur in Britain. And uh, it was, it's from, it's from something ridiculous like 30 million years ago or something. So it really made me feel about, it really made me think about it. <laughs> December, January, and February. But that's nothing, is it? That's really nothing. It's an archaeologist. She's an archaeologist, which is quite handy. She was out having a walk on a beach in Yorkshire. She was out... <laughs> this is so pandemic. She was out collecting shellfish for food, for dinner. I was like, good oh God. God. They've really, they've really taken foraging to a new level up there in Yorkshire, not they? It's like, what would you like for dinner? I don't know, some mussels or whelks or whatever you can get your hands on on the beach. And uh, she discovered it's the largest pteropod footprint ever found. Uh, wow. From a Megalosaurus, which was about a nine-meter meat-eating dinosaur. So, And they lived in Yorkshire. Uh, they what? lived in Yorkshire. Uh, it's 160... Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that's hey. an image, isn't it? What hey, a place to yeah. in all Yorkshire, you yeah. know. <laughs> it went from the Megalosaurus to the Whippet. It was quite a it was quite a, a sudden transition. I've lied, actually. It's 164 million years ago. That's when they were sort of plodding around, oh. which is... Um, well, that's quite Jeez. a while. Probably what I mean, said to each um, other. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Flipping it, we're old now, aren't we? But I think that's a great... I mean, she is an archaeologist... 
that's quite a nice thing to discover oh, yeah. while you're out collecting shellfish, isn't it? It's yeah. uh but then I read a bit more into the story and she hadn't originally discovered it. Somebody else had originally discovered it, then it got covered over again and she sort of rediscovered it. So I was like, oh, oh okay. she sort of jumped on the bandwagon of that one a little bit. Oh yeah. I mean what does she what does she get for finding a giant footprint as an archaeologist? Does she get anything like that? She got quite know. a lot of coverage on the BBC. Oh okay. That's good. <laughs> That's good. So we all live close. She got the entire news people going, well, that's a bit of a good news story. It doesn't involve death or anything, or shop slams. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, if, if you are going to have, if you are going to find a giant footprint, I think now is, is um, it's, now is a great time for, for doing it because there is a, little, okay. a lot of other news happening. So you will get great coverage, <laughs> absolutely blanket coverage with that. So, yeah. yeah, I think it's just nice to remember when everything feels like it's getting you a little bit down that we are completely and utterly insignificant. And there is a joy in that. <laughs> there is yeah. a joy in that. When you find yourself going, oh, this has been really tricky and I'm not, I can't go on holidays. God, I can't go on holidays. You remember that the, the, work, the planet is millions of years old and nobody, nobody in 174 million years from now will give a toss that you had to cancel your two-week vacation. <laughs> so there is a sort of a release from that. There's a sort of, yeah, there's a, there's a, yeah. Remember, remember your insignificance, and uh, and you'll be an awful lot happier. I think that's what I learned from the, from the footprint story. It's a great message to, to to put across on this podcast. Just remember <laughs> your insignificance. Remember your insignificance. <laughs> I like to, you. I like to think sort of 164 million years from now, somebody will discover one of my croc imprints on Brighton Beach. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll be like, well, that's an early les- uh, lesbian imprint. Uh, you can tell by the, the broader na- nature of the shoe. Uh, qu- quite a sturdy tread. Uh, it's an all-terrain sort of a shoe that she was, she was favouring there. Um, uh, and, and one of the last meat eaters. Uh, so uh, that's why she died out. She was actually beaten to death by by vigilante Brighton vegans, um, and all that remained was her croc. <laughs> um, that's funny. I mean, did it say whereabouts? In, uh, was she was she on the beach? You said she was on the beach in Yorkshire. It was on on a beach in Yorkshire. I should have written that bit down, but I didn't, to be honest with you, Nathan, because actually during this pandemic, my ability to concentrate has absolutely faded to nothing. <laughs> I mean, it, even this, even the fact that I'm still awake doing this is a remarkable situation. It really is. So somewhere on on the Yorkshire coast, somewhere somewhere where you get a, a decent fish and chip, I would imagine. Um, mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've never. Have you, have you ever been to one of those beaches where they're like fossil beaches? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Aren't, aren't they massively underwhelming? Because I was expecting oh, yes. you know, that you'd see huge footprints of like dinosaurs and that sort of thing, but you'd maybe like find a bit of a fern. Yeah. Or maybe like a snail at best, a, a fossilized snail. Yeah. Just disappointing. Yeah, I think to find a big thigh bone or something would be quite... Nice. <laughs> oh, real, like, like you let the dog off the lead and it comes yeah. back five minutes later dragging a huge fibula from a T-Rex or something like that. When I, was, when, I, things. when I was at school, when I was 16, I, I volunteered to go on an archaeological dig in, um, in France over one summer. And I, in my head, I thought it was going to be super exciting um very much indiana jones and uh, jumping out of planes and sort of you know that sort of thing and it wasn't it was one of the dullest things i've ever done um because a lot of our 
it, the finding bits are the exciting bits. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of not finding bits. Yeah. So yeah. there's a lot of just troweling away at the earth with a toothbrush, <laughs> you know, just, oh, God. And I got, I got really impatient. And I, um, one day I just thought, I sod this. Because you're supposed to sort of go, you know, inch by inch, really mm, yeah. slowly down. I picked up a pickaxe and managed to lock the top of a Roman vase. So, <laughs> oh, nice. uh, Lovely. Yeah. I was going to say, did this site have any uh, kind of heritage to it? Or was it just like a plot of land somewhere in France that the farmer's gone? I can get some teenagers from England to believe that there's think, things yeah, hidden away under the earth. Yeah. I'd imagine, well, the Romans were everywhere, weren't they? So if you just yeah. pick, a, if you pick a plot, there'll be a Roman on yeah, it somewhere. Yeah. 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 yeah, you know, it's like as they're digging up London at the moment, aren't they? With the um, crosslink, if that's still happening, I don't know. I mean, yeah. does anybody go anywhere? Um, they keep finding, <laughs> they keep finding stuff, don't they? All over London, they keep finding, they keep finding like boats and stuff in the middle of, you know, mm. where London well, City, which is great. Or like yeah. um, bombs that haven't gone off and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah. Whenever, whenever I hear that, I'm like, don't tell us that. This is gonna freak me out, mate. I don't know. Think that I might <laughs> yeah. be living on top of an unexploded bomb, mate. Well, you could be. Where are you? Where's your flat? I'm in West London. Yeah, totally, totally sat on an unexploded <laughs> bomb. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't bring that up in the survey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tread carefully when you're going round yeah, the ground yeah, floor, yeah. Nathan. Steady on. Don't yeah. slam any doors too hard or anything like that. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, we're Sound Rebel and we produce this podcast. We make loads of podcasts and we want to make yours. Email hello at soundrebel.co.uk to find out more. You forgot the bit about the first free episode. Oh, and tell us you heard this ad and we'll produce your first episode for free. Great. Email hello at soundrebel.co.uk now and we'll get back to you as soon as we can. Right, back to the episode. Okay, that's cool. So finding finding um uh, dinosaur footprint <laughs> rendering us insignificant. Thank you. Um, <laughs> what's, the, what's 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 the other story? Well, the other story is also an archaeological story. I've gone very oh, archaeological. Okay. Sorry, about this. but it did make me laugh as well. It's um it's, this this week they announced that in Egypt they've discovered a lost golden city. I don't know whether you saw this on the news. No, a lost no. golden city uh, dating back to uh, one thousand thirty nine BC. Um, uh, before wow. computer, before computers, and um, <laughs> it's it's apparently the the most significant unearthing of um, an archaeological site since the finding of Tutankhamun's tomb. So that's quite oh exciting. My God. But it's wow. an intact, almost intact city. But I thought, how'd you lose a city? Yeah, I mean, at some no, point. That's what I was <laughs> At some point, people were living and working and doing shit in the city, you know, making bread and sewing crap and all of that sort of stuff. And, you know, there might have been an ice cream parlour. I'm not, I don't know, I'm no Egyptologist. But suddenly it got lost. Like, it got lost. Yeah, like a lost... I forgot like about a, it. I can lose my car keys. I can understand that. I can, I, I can appreciate that. I can connect to that. I can, you know, you just put them down and you've completely... But an entire city... It's... Just it's, it's, slowly getting lost. Because there must have been other villages around it there must have been other yeah. inhabitants around it that used to be like, didn't there used to be a city? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All the road signs around it have like fell over. Yeah, yeah. Nobody like, knows the way to the city anymore. What happened to that junction? What happened to the, yeah. <laughs> it used to be a roundabout here, didn't there? It used to be a roundabout. Because at some point, there is a, what I'm interested in is the transitionary period between being a functioning, working, living city and then just... No, yeah. Getting lost. <laughs> Getting lost. So, so, so at some point, 
there was one man was the last man in that city. Last man turned yeah. around and wow. went. Well, yeah. probably leave a note. <laughs> probably tell someone that it's here. You know. Also, this also lays the path that maybe in three thousand years there'll be current cities in this country which will be lost. Lost. Milton Keynes. So yes. Maybe like Definitely. Preston. Did, did you just say Milton Keynes? Yeah. Mate, come on. That is. Milton Keynes. If that got if that got lost. Would we really yeah. miss it? <laughs> Sorry to our mass listenership in, L- in Milton Keynes. <laughs> it is a bizarre idea, though, isn't it? Because apparently when they dug up this city, they've only just announced they found it. They've been working on it for seven months and they've only just announced it to... They didn't want to reveal its location. Until that, it was lost. I mean... <laughs> it oh, was lost, yeah. <laughs> like, it was all... There was, it's quite intact. Like, there's bits and pieces, like like a sort of... Like a Marie Celeste sort of um, situation where people have just sort of gone. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. so strange, but I mean the fact—I mean the fact that they've called it the Golden City. That sounds, yes. that sounds like a city I want to go to. It does well, it also d- sound like a takeaway, which is a shame. Well, it, also, it, does, it does beg the question whether the archaeologist in question who found it is, is thinking to himself, "I've got to do one-upmanship here with Tutankhamun's uh, tomb," which of course is a big yeah. tourist attraction. So, if you found a lost city and just called it the commuter belt city it's less likely to get you know it's not going to get as much traction is it when you if you find it i think you can call it whatever the fuck you want really can't you yeah, yeah, golden yeah. ball city of the giant penile tribe you're like all right fair enough that sounds interesting <laughs> doesn't it apparently it's called the golden city they've called it the lost golden city because apparently this period of time was a particularly fruitful time in egyptian history when everything was peaceful and productive I mean, they oh, say wow. productive. It, it, sounds... was, it, was, it, it was slaves, really, wasn't it? It wasn't the Egyptians yeah, yeah, yeah. bashing away at stuff. I mean, yeah. it, you, you can get an awful lot done if you have an entire army of unpaid workers. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's, what the, that's what the pyramids show. It's like, if you don't pay them anything and treat them like shit, you can get an awful lot done. You really can. Give them nothing. Um, so, so was this Golden City? Was it like uh, had like sand blown over it, or like yes. is it jungle, <laughs> or something wow. like that? Like, or no, was it, it got like lost underwater? in the, it got lost in sand. It did get it lost did. in sand. Yeah, yeah. Oh. You know, so I suppose the sort of Egyptian equivalent. I suppose we would lose Milton Keynes under a heavy autumn leaf fall. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we we just you know. What, <laughs> It's a one massive octo- pile of leaves outside yeah. the M25. Octo- right? well, we, we know how this country deals with leaves. You know, it's like, like, yeah, yeah. We'd be like, this used to be, I'm sure there used to be something here. Um, I'm sure I could just see something from the M1. Um, yeah, so it's the equivalent. And then somebody, I guess somebody got a sand blower. Just, oh, there's a lost city here. Look at that. It's amazing. It's unreal. It's unreal. So, yeah. Have they so, said what they're going to do now? We're just going to. Like, so, yeah, Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd put it on Google Maps straight away so it doesn't happen again. Because, uh, you know, if you lose your car keys once, you're going to lose them again. So I'd imagine it's exactly the same with The Lost City. You've just really got to sort of keep an eye on it because it's got form. Um, it made me think, I do like, I do like a bit, I do like going to museums and looking at old shit. Mm. I do like that. I love going. I do like going to the British Museum and wandering around, going, "God, we nicked some really good stuff, didn't we?" <laughs> yeah, I know. We got I mean, we really first. nicked a lot of the really good stuff, didn't we? Yeah. 
we honestly right. did. Like there's, there's like like we we I mean another like time we would have taken that whole city and just taken boxed it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We would have and brought it back. Would have been we'd an exhibition have, for three weeks. We'd have had a team of about six or seven workers in there with gaffer tape and and, and bubble wrap, and we'd have had the whole lot wrapped up and shipped home within you know well three to four days, and depending on what sort of size van you've got. But it is yeah. it is incredible that we can just go and just. We just took shit. We just took it. I'll have that. I'll have that. This is our most oh ancient God. artifact. We'll have it. We'll have in that. We'll take that. I'm, l- I'm looking at the, the the article again. They found a fish covered in gold. Like a big, oh, like a big fish. Like like a three foot long fish. Like a goldfish. Is it a goldfish? It's 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 it's. I don't know what it is. It's not a goldfish. As in like swimming around in your. Got a fish tank, like, like an ornamental fish, thing. With actual gold. Like, yeah. yeah, like an ornamental fish covered in covered in gold, and the fellas carrying it are like fucking hell. This is heavy. Yeah, and that's, that's. I yeah, love that in the, even in those days when you know survival must have been really at the forefront of your brain. You still yeah. had time to buy knickknacks and decorate. <laughs> you know, there's, there's somebody who's going. What that sideboard needs actually is quite a big sort yeah. of gold fish just to sort of set it off. Yeah, yeah. you got to go out think, in style, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. The home base of ancient Egypt. Oh, it needs a couple of throws, a bit of rugs, and a, and a big, and a big golden fish. That'd be lovely. But, I mean, the fact that this whole city got covered in sand, they must have been sweeping up for absolutely oh, I mean, ages. Constant, yeah. constantly, the brush would be out, and like the little Hoover. Yeah. Presumably, they didn't have them three thousand years ago. But yeah. you know, the, the, the equivalent. Well, well, Dyson. Dyson. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if, if only they'd had a dirt devil, this wouldn't have happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a lesson for all of us, isn't it? If, if, if only they had a wall-mounted, battery-powered, uh, portable <laughs> vacuum cleaner, none of this would have happened. So, you know, they were only, yes, they managed to sort of nail irrigation and the building of mathematically complex buildings, but without a handheld hoover, you're fucked. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think we learned from that. That's the moral of this podcast. Get a hoover, guys. Get a hoover. Get a hoover. (laughs) Get a hoover. I mean, I've got to be honest, my standards have dropped during the pandemic and um, I wonder if I'll get lost in dust. I wonder if... (laughs) Maybe. Yeah. It could could be one of that. You don't live in Milton Keynes, do you? Yeah, not not in Milton Keynes. Bright. Uh I wonder, yeah, I wonder, yeah, 3,000 years from now, either, either the old croc imprint will be found on the beach <laughs> or, or they'll just be like, oh, we found a lost apartment. It was absolutely just covered in dust. And uh, <laughs> she's, got a, she's got a giant fish in there and everything. It's amazing. <laughs> I keep my eyes peeled. We're keeping the headlines. Zoe, thank you very much, man, for sharing those uh, very funny stories with us, man. Um, I hope it was good news enough. Yeah, it's funny when you start looking for good news, though, isn't it? I've started looking through it. I'll look at my local online uh, news website, the Brighton Argus. There's not any good news on there. It was pretty bad, it was pretty bad news. It was all pretty bad news. I was like, I'm going to have to go further afield. So, yes. so I'll search the archaeology section. I'm going to search the archaeology <laughs> section. The, the old That's, gold mine, that is. Yeah, definitely. I'll definitely find something there. Um, Zoe, if, if people want to find you, where can they do so? In my flat, covered in dust. Um, <laughs> I am. Um, I'm on Instagram. I think I'm on Zoe, Zoe Lines Comedy on Instagram, and I'm on Twitter at Zoe Lines. I'm really the, and you know, uh, once once they kick the doors off the barn of opportunity, I'll be out and about and um, kicking here, there, and everywhere. I hope. Mm. Oh yeah, I'm Sick. with you, man. I, I hope yeah. to be in, in the clubs, man. Um, yeah. 
Bitch, you're busy on uh, Radio X, is that right? Yeah, Radio X on Fridays and Saturdays, 7 o'clock. And uh, yeah, out underscore Wolfenden on, on Instagram and Twitter. Lovely, Thank man. You. Um, Don't be polite. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm uh, Nathan on Insta, Nathan Caton on Twitter, uh, Nathan Kid's comedian on TikTok. Although I don't know why I'm there, mate. Oh gosh, <laughs> feels so dirty. Anyway, guys, this this podcast it's been it's been a pleasure. It has been fun to you know to, to chat, you know, and stack, forget all the doom and gloom, and you know just have a good time every, every week. Um, which you enjoyed exactly. it mate it's been absolutely sick we've had so many sick guests and I, you know what I've learnt things as well yeah and um, and more importantly it's made the time go by sitting <laughs> indoors for me recording this um, but no I've, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed every minute of it uh, so yeah thanks for hosting it oh no, no mate thanks for you know being, being the multi-tanted man that you are <laughs> oh. Um, yeah, thank you all guys who've listened um, and you know dropped comments you know, on my social media. I'm much appreciated. Um, as I said, we, we could be back. <laughs> if we're not, take care. You know, good health to all you guys and there. You know, stay safe. Um, but um, if anything goes wrong, oh, don't worry, we'll be back here. You'll hear us again. <laughs> you haven't heard Last of Us. <laughs> um, Alright, guys, take care, man. See you later. Bye. Discover more shows on the Sound Rebel Network. Like the Vagina Monopod. Hello and welcome to the Vagina Monopod. Woo! <laughs> I'm an actress, Sasha Parkinson. You may know me best from shows like Mr. Selfridge or My Mad Fat Diary. I feel like I'm reeling off my IMDb. CB. I am Molly Wright. I am also an actress. What have I done? The A word. The A word. A Bit of our girl. Our girl. Apostasy. Forgot about that. Two weeks of our girl. A little backstory as to how the vagina monoblogs came about. As a person, anyway, I've always been quite open, especially from from about sixteen, seventeen. I just kind of then couldn't shut up about periods. I'd happily tell anyone I was on it. I didn't really shy away from talking about myself in that way. I was diagnosed with endometriosis in two thousand and sixteen, and then that kind of just spurred me on really to be more vocal on social media about menstrual health. We are not medical experts, but we will be getting really people... Not. No, we're really not. But we will be having the experts on. <laughs> so if you have any questions you'd like answering, please get in touch and send them over to the Vagina Monoblogs on Instagram. We hope you join us for the next 10 episodes of more menstrual health discussion. Woohoo! Vaginas! <laughs> the Vagina Monopod from Sound Rebel. Search for it now on your favourite podcast app.